Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Farad, and welcome back, our baby boomer friends. Good to uh, good to see that you made it through another week, because that's what it's all about when you get to be our age. And uh, you know, we we uh, we want to make the most of each day, so that's why I don't do this podcast alone. I have partners that make it much better for me. Please welcome, first of all, from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, Carolyn Strauss. Hey everybody, and I have some really exciting news that I found today. So a woman pushed the wrong button on a lottery machine at her grocery store for a $30 ticket, and she was so mad at herself that she almost tore it up. She got, she was driving home, the numbers came out, and, or no, she was driving home, she scratched it off. She won $10 million by pushing the wrong button. Oh man. I'm going to go and start pushing the wrong buttons everywhere I go now. $10 million on a $30 I, ticket. I tried that. The ladies prefer you hit the right button. You know? <laughs> but sometimes a mistake can be really good. Exactly. Now. And the payoff is not nearly as good. <laughs> oh, you're pushing the wrong buttons, my friend. On the wrong machines. <laughs> All right. To clean up our show here, we've got the Aristotle of comedy coming to us from Indiana, Mr. Tim Slagle. Looks like Elon Musk is all set to buy Twitter. It's uh, uh, when Twitter asked him if he had the money on hand, he said, much like his cars, just charge it. <laughs> this is this is a very very weak. <laughs> I, there, there should have been no bell for that. No, no that was not uh, that was not bell worthy. You know what I realized about those uh, those scratch off machines though? They could. I mean, the technology is there that you could just they could just eliminate the entire scratch off process. You could just put in your money, and it could tell you if you want or not. Yeah, that couldn't be fixed at all. It, it, but see, that would you know, they would give people oh, no oh, sense oh, of oh, I you, have a chance. You, you know? think those tickets aren't fixed? Have you ever noticed? Well, yeah. You either right, win, it, you win a dollar, or you come really close to winning ten million. There's no, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing in between. It's like, oh, I want a dollar. Well, I might as well just buy more tickets. <laughs> have you ever won anything on those ever? Yeah. I put a lottery ticket in everybody's stocking at Christmas. And you may win a dollar or two, except for my son-in-law, Patrick, who credits the luck of the Irish. He always comes out a winner. Last Christmas, he had $100. Wow. <laughs> oh, he gets your daughter and $100. This guy is like the ultimate winner. Boy, that sounds like it could have almost been an insult there, Carolyn. <laughs> got his daughter and got to keep the hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, a, a note was made. On that. <laughs> and, and I uh, payback, uh, paybacks are a Hillary. Do you know what so, they? Do you know what they make, Dale? You might actually. You might. This sounds like you. They make fake lotto tickets that are like seen them. million yeah, dollar seen winners. Them. Right, 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 right. Ooh, that would Maybe be I, mean. That that next so mean. <laughs> well, especially especially if you're at work, you know, and you know it's a people do a lot of lottery pool and everybody give me twenty bucks, I'll come back and get some tickets and then come back and throw that ticket in the pool. 
and watch everyone go march down to talk to the boss. Fight me, boss. I'm a winner. Fight me. <laughs> You're not coming down to the boss with us? No, no, just you guys go. I, I'm expecting a raise later today. <laughs> I bought one once. So my dad, my dad was a fan of lottery tickets. He not not to really play, but really to give to people. Same kind of thing. But my dad would give them to his friends. My dad was really interesting. He believed that he believed that oranges were good luck or really good for you or something. So when he'd go visit his friends, he'd bring them a bag of oranges and maybe a couple of lottery tickets. So I'll never forget this. It was one of the last years that my dad was here and it was a summer and we were going to visit some friends of his who I really liked. And we stopped at a farmer's market and picked up some apples and some oranges. And then we stopped at the 7-Eleven and bought a couple of lottery tickets. And I said, you know what, before, let's just take one of these and scratch it off. We won $1,200 on the one that I picked to scratch off. So being my dad, given who he is, we went back to the store. We got the $1,200. We went to visit his friends. He walks in, hands them $600 and says, this is yours. And and they said, why? And he said, because we're sharing it with you because I originally bought it for you. That's who my dad was. Oh, wow. And I got to keep the other $600. We're, We're sharing it with you. Yeah. Wow. It seems to be. Cool. Better have something good to eat here, you humps. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they they run a jewelry store, and um, I was more thinking while well, I'm I have the six six hundred dollars burning a hole in my hand. I'm going, hmm, what can I get here? It's a jewelry store. Oh, what well, you know, Davidie, Massachusetts. You know, your dad just should have said, just you spend the whole twelve hundred dollars because that's how probably how much six hundred bucks is how much the markup is. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, See, had right. I been your dad, I would have just said, "Don't worry about dinner. Everything is on me." People will remember that, and it'll be a lot cheaper. <laughs> a bag of oranges, boy. According to my parents, that's all Santa had in his bag during the depression. <laughs> oh, later than that, I got one every year. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother used to send us those Florida oranges, the Cushman Honey Bell oranges. Do you know those? They're like, they have this like thing, like nub on the top. And um, they're the sweetest oranges. They're only available for like a month in Florida. And my grandmother used to send us a box of those, all of the grandchildren every year. Huh. I miss her. A box. I have, go, I have to go buy my own. Yeah, it was like 10 pounds of oranges or 20 pounds or something. And sometimes we'd get half oranges and half grapefruits. Oh. I miss I miss my family. There were there were cash and prizes when I visited my family. Not anymore. No, a whole box. I mean, that's all. That's all my grandma would my Irish grandma would spend for her twenty kids. <laughs> See, but you have to go to a special place in L.A. You have to go to like you know a street corner or an immediate strip of a freeway to get a good deal <laughs> on oranges. <you> know. <laughs> Anyhow, it's spring now, and you know. Every time I think about spring, you know, they say March, it, it comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. And then now we're in April, which obviously entered as a lamb and occasionally turns into a you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then, you know, just, I mean, I don't know what the weather's been by you, but here it's like 40, 40, 40, 80, 50, 40, 80, 70. You know, it's just all over the place. So that is what I think causes uh, spring fever. 
But I looked it up to find out exactly what it is in the source of, you know, all, all known things, and that would be Wikipedia. And it says, spring fever uh, is uh, any of a number of mood, physical, or behavioral changes which may be experienced Co coinciding with the arrival of spring, specifically restlessness, laziness, and amorousness. Mm. So apparently, people get you know get jiggy with it in the spring because they're itchy to go out and do something. I always thought that spring fever was a slinky fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Or what happens when you swallow part of a ballpoint pen? <laughs> Your temperature goes up. Well, I mean, I believe all of that. I think, I think, um, it, look, if the weather was what it used to be, where it was cold and snowy all winter, where um, it, we've had so little snow here in Colorado, we're in a serious drought. But if, if it was, then, of course, people would want to get out and meet each other and have fun. And now we have the the climate change warming and post-covid ptsd um you know uh, people i don't think i don't know that spring fever i think people are just sick now <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, it, when they took the masks off immediately everybody got sick yeah. i mean i'm still wearing mine screw it i don't want anything from you people Whatever kind of whatever kind of funk you're carrying, keep it to yourself. You know. Don't you like look at people now and go, "Ew, I don't want to be near that. I don't want to sit next to that person. I don't want to be near that. I don't want to stand behind that sniffling person at the grocery store." And they they probably just have allergies. But every ounce of my being goes, um, "I should have a mask on, or I need to back up." Or, Absolutely, masks Absolutely. are cheaper than dental work. <laughs> you saw that study that they did the end of last year that people um are perceived as more attractive when they're wearing a mask well yeah. most people are ugly that's why well there's a bunch there's not there's... a lot of good looking people like us out there there's a lot of ugly folks we all know who they are you know big advocate for the burka are you yeah <laughs> oh, that's that's really is improving there was I, a there was a there was a bugs bunny cartoon like that wasn't there or a tom and jerry cartoon or something somebody married an uh, arabian princess that was masked and oh, the, the yeah, last scene yeah, yeah, is yeah. pulling off the mask and it's just like uh just like uh sarah jessica parker underneath there hey <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> It's like my friend Graham Davies over in England. His one of his jokes is, "I I went to a Muslim strip show and everybody was yelling, show us your face.'" <laughs> I have a buddy. I was just talking about this. I have a buddy in comedy, David Crow, and right after September 11th, he 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 did this. He did this bit. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And he says, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, we have you know, at great expense. We brought in uh, a, a Taliban stripper for you all so uh come on lots of applause to bring her out come on let her hear it and then he ducks backstage and he throws on the burqa and he comes out and then starts doing a dance with the burqa <laughs> and then all of a sudden starts poking things out through the eye slot it's like first thing to come out is the bra <laughs> Oh, that's great! What a great and then, fit and that then is. comes out. Then it comes out the panties, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, a, then, then a crab, like. Oh. <laughs> and then the, the big finale is a baby with the cord still attached, and he starts swinging it around. 
It's <laughs> one of the funniest oh, bits I've ever seen. Oh, that's that. hysterical! And, and he was doing it. He was doing it in, in that you know that aggression that we all had after September 11th. That you yeah, know, that yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think he's ever done it since because he's probably embarrassed that he ever did it. But I was going to say, did you perform his eulogy? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, now now this the the woke crowd are are uh, are, are starting to gripe at Steve Martin. Because the King Tut memorabilia tour is now over here, and for the first time they've heard his song, and they say, "No, that's disrespectful. That's terrible." Huh. I watched Mash, the original Mash movie, the other night. Remember the original Mash mm-hmm. from the early seventies? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, great yeah, 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 film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Elliot Gould and and Donald Sutherland. I mean, it was an incredible film. But I'm watching it, and my whole brain now, because we think differently, is going. That's a Me Too moment. That's a Me Too moment. That's a Me Too moment. The, the entire film is a Me Too moment. The whole thing. The entire film is about the army. Well, I Me wonder. Too. Things yeah. happen there, you know. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if uh, if the people who have the syndication rights for the TV show have edited all the clinger bits. <laughs> right? Because that's uh, that's transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. Making fun yeah. of a man in a woman's clothing. A man who looks like a man, I might add. That's kind of the <laughs> joke. Not 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 a pretty man. Yes, no. <laughs> did, I ever, did you ever tell the story that happened to me? The, the, that, I, that I was woke, working with a little woke tard. And uh, the two of us, the two of us, we, we set up a merch table outside of a show. And uh, this, uh, this, uh, 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 Zer, I think, I think you would call her. Him, they. Zer. I, I That's a new one on me. Zer. Z h i r. Yeah, it's a, It's like a. It's like a gender neutral him or her. Zer. I think. I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, they come out, and uh, uh, yes. honest to God, it was it was a scream. Uh, she had she had pigtails she had uh, like a cheerleader outfit on and uh, uh, little anklet socks and lipstick that just was completely the wrong shade and it looked <laughs> and it looked like it looked like like one of those scenes from McHale's Navy where one of the one of the guys would have to dress up like a woman for something or other or, or uh, and it just it just and he goes that was a really great show thank you very much and I go, well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Have a have a good night, and uh, they leave. And uh, I go lean over to the next comic. I go, so what do you think? Uh, really bad taste, or did he lose a football bet? <laughs> and the little woke tart goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Did did you did you see that person? I didn't see anything. <laughs> oh, wow! No, there's no way. There's no no no. And and I have a feeling it's just because I'm old. That's what that was his way of saying. Oh oh, you just have your bigotry because you're old and prejudiced and and because I'm sure <laughs> if he was with his friends, they'd be going. Whoa! <laughs> the next time you hang out with somebody like that, pull out McHale's Navy and see if they know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> McHale's or, Navy or Gilligan's Island. That was another one where they dress up Gilligan or or, or or Jamie Farr, of course, from Mash. Always, you know, with a five day growth and a, a 
pretty pink prom dress. I, I just got done reading uh, uh, Mel, Book, Mel Brooks' autobiography, It's All About Me, which is just a great book. And he's talking about all of his movies and stuff. And, you know, he's saying, like, yeah, I, I couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. Yeah. It had to be <laughs> done that make- way. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and then he got a lot of grief over the producers because people thought he was praising Hitler. You know, he was he was always always fighting people for, to uh, to try and understand comedy. Here is an idea for a class for kids in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade right now. They should be required to watch Blazing Saddles, Mash. And, you know, the producers, else, the producers, all in the family, like that. Uh huh. And just make them watch it to understand how far the pendulum has swung to ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I don't think they've ever seen it. And I think that it should be there should be a class. Call it, you know, so don't wake up. Right or unwoke, or <laughs> call it another day above ground. I don't know whatever you call it. Call it whatever you want. What's your dad history. found funny? Yeah, call it. Yeah. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Funny? But that we should. Do, I mean, Spaceballs. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that was a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, there. Victor Victoria. We are going. We are going. I believe this will be the fourth summer in a row. I think, if I, if I'm counting right, the fourth summer in a row without a hit breakout comedy movie. And you think almost every summer there's there's some film that just that just it's a low budget film and it comes out and just people just die laughing at it, and uh, uh, it becomes you know they make they make a huge amount of money on it. Right, and right, th- right. Have you guys gone to the movies? Have either of you guys gone to the movies since I didn't COVID? go to the movies before the pandemic. Okay. Okay, I was a huge movie person. Like I'd go almost sure. every week and I love going to I haven't I've been to the theater twice, but I have not been to a movie because why would I do that? Right I, now, I, I went to see I went to see Licorice Pizza. That was a, that was the last movie I went to see. That was it, and uh, I'm going to be going. I am going to be going to the movies in a couple weeks, I think, or maybe just a week. I'm going to go to go see Two Thousand Mules. What's that about? Well, it's a quite an interesting film. Is is what what they did was they they got metadata from people's cell phones in uh, cities where it seemed like Biden won by an enormous advantage. And they followed people. They found certain cell phones that were actually the path was traveling from Dropbox to Dropbox. Wow. So what they did was they, they, they uh, uh, found security cameras near those Dropboxes and they knew what time somebody would visit that Dropbox, and they filmed them. And they got pictures of people with multiple ballots stuffing them into the Dropboxes. Wow. Wow. And uh, all this information is available to the Department of Justice and the state attorney generals, but they're not interested in it. Oh, so God, it's, it's a. Uh, what, what's the name of that movie again? It's called 2,000 Mules. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's they do, 2,000 Mules. Ah, uh, yeah. That's. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 2,000 Mules. Yeah, yeah. Very, it's very, very interesting. And it's a. What, what they, have, they have a video of one woman in Michigan. Where she actually uh, has a stack of ballots and she's about to drop them, then she looks at them and forgot that they're not signed. So she goes back to her car and there's <gasps> video of her signing the ballots and oh, putting them up no. on the dash. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's pretty. See, I don't, I don't have a problem actually, because if you think about it, I don't have a problem with somebody dropping off more than one ballot. But that's that's I have neighbors. But that's but that's illegal. But that's illegal. But if somebody can't leave their house, they find someone who can. You can you can drop one ballot for a relative. You can't yeah, drop. Really? That's what it yes. was when Linda was sick the last yep. election. I dropped one ballot for her, and they checked me at the drop box. Yep. Here's mine. Here's hers. Yep. Wow. And uh, there are so many people, like in old age homes and stuff, that want to vote. Somebody must be taking their ballots to the. Oh, well, that's the thing. Somebody's taking their ballots. That's oh, <laughs> people no. on ventilators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The voter turnout in nursing homes in Wisconsin was 100 percent. That's impossible. That's crazy. exactly exactly. <gasps> wow. So it was seventy five percent in the cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> and there's right, there's, so. there's video there's video footage there's video footage of people actually with multiple ballots taking pictures of them and pictures of them inserting it into the Dropbox and then that that person because they could track them with their cell phone pings would go to the DNC offices after after they took the pictures. Ooh ever went to a dnc office Come someone on. who was getting paid for dumping multiple ballots into a drop box that's who went All to right. the d- you know, did you know that this show never talks politics <laughs> guess what no, we're talking <laughs> movies to another day i'm gonna go see that i'm gonna politics. go see that movie okay right. i can cut this part out what the it's heck just no, a movie no it's, it's just, just cinema yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about any lefty cinema coming up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I Which would be most of it? Movie is cute. <laughs> most of it. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I played in a poker tournament on Saturday night. There is something that I had not done in years and years and years. Wow. It was it was at a friend's house, so it was like a, a home poker thing, and it was Texas Hold'em. And there were 15 of us, so two tables, one table of seven, and one table of eight. And we played. And, I mean, it was real, like, Vegas rules where you play 20 minutes where the the buy-in thing is um, one, you know, 25 cents or 50 cents. By the time we were done playing, and I came in third, by the way, out of 15 people. By the time we were done playing, the buy-in was 800 and 1600 just to buy in. Wow. And then you have to, and the first bet has to be at least sixteen hundred. Oh, so the buy-in's so, eight hundred. First bet sixteen hundred. Yeah. And d- so did you? Did you? Did you do that, or did you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out? No, we did. I did it, and we played. I mean, we didn't. So play you for played that it, much actual. So money. you came in. You came in third. Meaning that I lost all of my money, but I was the second to last person to do that. So there was no, there was no getting up, no getting up from the table till somebody wins it all. Is that yeah. the way? Yeah, I don't, I don't the last, know. The last four people keep playing until somebody wins. Huh. See, I've, I've, seen, I've seen videos on the Internet of friends, you know, sitting around playing poker. And uh, it just makes me wonder, how, how coming in third, how much clothing did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> it got chilly towards the end, I have to say. It's, uh, had, that, had that pizza delivery guy not showed up. <laughs> Wait a minute. There we go. Uh, that, that makes up for the charge it joke. <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh my golly. Well, it is uh, it is spring. It's time for spring. you have any spring traditions that you always do every spring? Uh, 
I gotta I gotta pick up sticks all about uh, all the trees shed in the in the the, the winds that come in in April and uh, it's I got I, I just got back from the road so today is going to be branch patrol that's the fun branch I have that's the spring fun I have it's uh, yeah already did the uh, did the the the, the the one where when the snow melts, you got to find all the poops that you were. Oh, yeah. that you were it's like uh, a minefield. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just too cold to pick up in the middle of winter, and they disappeared by the time you got around to it. So they all come uh, back. Geez. All I, I, come back. This is, this is not a tradition I like, but apparently it's happening. Everybody I know either graduates or gets married in the spring, so it's an expensive season for me. It's expe- like wedding gifts and graduation gifts. It's it's the money spending season for me. I think. What about I, your uh, What about your spring cleaning woman? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but wait, wait. Here's okay. So here's a little public service announcement. Um, on Earth Day, which was you know a couple weeks ago, um, they I saw an article that DSW shoe stores will give you points to buy new shoes for every pair of old shoes that you aren't going to wear anymore and you bring them in to DSW and donate them, which I think is a really good spring cleaning tip. Hmm. So I should go through the 3,000 pairs of shoes that I have and find the ones that I can no longer wear. As a a woman who only wears uh, each pair of shoes once, that's not a bad bad deal. But no, I wear the same pair of shoes a million times and then some of the other ones only once. Yes, I totally agree with you because I buy them and they seemed not that uncomfortable in the store. And after I've had them on for an hour, I'm like, oh, these are going away. <laughs> what, that happens a lot. What, it, what it reminds me of kind of is that uh, I, I was just on the road and uh, I, I clogged the hotel room toilet. <laughs> for you and had to, right. had to yeah had to had to call down it was a a, a 32 ounce porterhouse but <laughs> i had to call down to the front desk and ask them to bring up a but i i left it for like a day to kind of go you because know, sometimes it'll dissolve a little bit and uh unfortunately i had to pee in the bathtub <laughs> So so anyway, so enough of that. So I called down, so I called down the front desk. I said, you're going to have to bring up a plunger. And the guy goes, comes to the front door and he's got the plunger. And he, uh, I go, okay, thanks. He goes, you want me to do it? And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that to you. <laughs> I, I, I really can't. Uh, it's like, no, no, I'll do it. No, no. <laughs> I was so, I was so ashamed. It was so disgusting. I no, I, I couldn't. I had to do it myself. And that's kind of, if I brought my, that's how I would feel. That same sort of shame, bringing my shoes into DSW for an exchange. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wrapped it up. I, I knew you, you knew I was going somewhere. I wrapped up that. Say, no and way. I, and I got to tell you, a similar thing. Shoes. Similar thing happened to me on my vacation last year in Bar Harbor, where it was a nice little place. It was like you know, all separate cottages and stuff. But I couldn't find a, 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 a bottle opener in the room, and so I went to the front desk and I asked them, you know, if they, if they had one. She goes, "We only got one here. You can use it here." She said, "You having another beer? Open two right now." So a couple of days after that, I clogged up the toilet, and I called there, and the woman says, I'll bring a plunger right away. 
You want the bottle opener too? (laughs) 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 And and with those bodily fluid jokes, we're going to wrap it up here on this episode. Carolyn, any uh, final spring, uh, spring cleaning, spring fever, spring anything? Yeah, please spring a different episode of this onto your friends. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Tim? Hey, you're going to want to check out my website because I just recorded a special last week, and it's just hilarious. I know you're going to enjoy it. It's called Cancel This, and uh, uh, it's in post-production right now. And uh, uh, so go to my website, subscribe to my mailing list so I can tell you exactly when it's released. That's timslagle.com. Uh, you can spell, spell that it for them. S-L-A-G-L-E or S-L-A-G-E-L. They both work. And uh, that's, those God are the, bless you. Yeah. Catering to the stupid. Ex- I love that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'd like I, to invite you. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tim. Oh, that's all. So check it out. That's Check all. out Tim's uh, Tim's website and his new special. Also, go to DaleIrvin.com. It's only spelled one way, I-R-V-I-N. And you can sign up for the Friday Funnies, and in your mailbox every week, you will find you know, something to make you laugh on Friday in the form of a video and an accompanying, uh, accompanying literature. Anyhow, I want to end this session with the words of my favorite author, Mark Twain, who said, It's spring fever. That is what the name of it is. And when you've got it, you want, uh, you don't know what it is that you want. It just makes, fairly makes your heartache so, want it so. And that's probably the goofiest words I've ever heard from, uh, <laughs> from Mark Twain. But there you have it, my friends. That's the end of this show. Thanks. Tell your friends all about us. Visit our website, anotherdayaboveground.com. Go out and have fun right now because today is Another Day Above Ground. And that's it for Another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.